Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and today I'm here with Lady Chow Fung, and we're going to talk about Magnificent Bodyguards, a 1978 film directed by Lo Wei and starring Jackie Chan. Uh, this is a movie about uh, a character named Ting, and he is hired by Lady Nan to escort her sick brother through stormy mountains um, so that he can find a physician in the capital. Uh, you know, along the way, he has to face a lot of very strange and eccentric foes, including an old lady at the Marpo Inn and the Lord of the Mountain, Lord Chu, who he and his uh, sworn brothers face in the, the final moments of the film. Um, uh, you know, I guess we'll just get right into the discussion. Um, uh, lady Chao Fung, what, what did you think of the movie? I liked the movie. There are bits of the movie that I liked and bits of the movie that I didn't like. So I, I'm leaning more towards that I like the film. I noticed more things the second time I watched it that I didn't like than the first time. So um, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I feel I feel similarly. I, I th this was uh, one of one of the first uh, Jackie Chan movies I remember seeing, and and I, I I always feel conflicted about it for a lot of reasons. There are a lot of things about it that I think are really great, and I, I want to get into them in a little bit, but. But there are also things about it that it just doesn't quite—I don't know—the flow of it or something. It's—it's—it's it's, it's the kind of movie. If I, I usually go by how much I want to rewatch something, and mm -hmm. if there's a movie that I want to like, if I'm ready to watch this movie every week, you know, that's a good movie. Uh, the Magnificent Bodyguards. I'm—I'll pull out every once in a while to watch because I sort of forgot details and I'm curious about it. Um, but it's not one that I'm you know regularly excited to watch all the time. Um, but, but when I do, once I get into it, I find myself enjoying it. So it's that kind of a movie, I think for me. Um, and I would agree with you on that. Yeah. And this, and this is, a, um, and, and also we should say though, the one on Amazon prime it's so the, the, this movie has, uh, pieces of music from star Wars. And thank you. Yes. I was wondering, I was like, okay, that's star Wars. I know it's star Wars. <laughs> well, it's not like they don't take, I, I don't think they take like the main theme. They're taking like like a lot of the music is like stuff that happened during battles or at tense moments, but it's clearly star Wars. Um, and I think they might've used Leia's love theme at one point and a little bit of Luke's theme, but, but it's definitely there, but it's also mixed in with like the Chinese music, the sort of like triumphant music that that's, that's written for the movie. Like they have people singing about the characters in the movie. And that song was very westerny for me. Like it should have been in. Um, it had the feel of a, like a seventies western to me. Well, and I think the movie in general had that kind of a feel. Like, like, like there was definitely this sense of like you know they're 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 trans something they're 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 going through the frontier and they're being ambushed and there's you know it it was that kind of a movie. Um, but I th I thought the music in this is great, and I know certain versions of it don't have the Star Wars music. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I, I, and I don't know the the history there. I don't know if it's because you know the I, I think it was originally with the Star Wars music, and then some versions have taken it out for IP reasons. But it really kind of works, even though it's it's a little jarring because I so strongly associate that music with space, and so right you know, like Western music. Like if they pulled a, a theme from, uh, you know, from like an old Clint Eastwood movie that would feel totally well suited to the genre but because i'm i'm thinking you know spaceships and stuff it it kind of it kind of pulls you out a little bit but then once you once you 
try to just associate that mu music directly with what's going on at work. Right. And the, the first time I have, I watched it and I heard the Star Wars movies, I expected a stormtrooper to pop out, honestly. No, I, I agree with you because there were points where I like I, I was hearing sound effects from Star Wars that weren't even in the movie because you just you, you're just expecting it like you're, you're expecting to hear like the TIE fighters screech by. And, um, but but I thought I, it's, it's it, and it's not the only old martial arts mo movie to, to, to use Star Wars music. Um, I, you know, you see, you see stuff like that a little bit, but but it's it, it's one where I think it was well used and it's mixed nicely with with his other music um and so for me the music really works well uh i especially like the triumphant music they have going through that that sort of like every time they go marching they would play that that music that you said sounded western and right and i i, I don't know that that gets me really into a movie like this um so the music i was fine with the the image quality though it, again i think the cinematography was actually really good but it's hard to tell because every version of this I've ever seen has always been pretty faded and grainy. Um, you know, like I was saying before, this version on it on prime is probably the highest quality version I've ever seen. And that, and it's still a very grainy version, but the, the version I had on DVD was the, the ratio was all weird so that you couldn't see everything and you couldn't tell how the, the, uh, the shots were intended to be framed and, right. and portions of the subtitles kept getting cut off. So, oh, yeah, so this one, at least you could read the subtitles and you can see everything in the image and everything looks fairly even if it's even if it is kind of grainy. Um, but yeah, but but also the characters in this, the um, it says in the uh, at the beginning that it's it's written. The screenplay was written by Gu Long. And I, I, a lot of times I think that just means that it's based on a Gu Long story, but. Mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure. I, I'm not, I don't know which book it would be. But but definitely the characters in this have Gulong written all over them. That, you know, the, the they're all very eccentric and colorful and they have, you know, you know, very particular uh habits and 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 you know, like uh uh one of the heroes in the movie uh skins people alive. Uh, and uh, you know he limits his skinning to bad guys, but he still is like ripping people's face off, faces off with his sword and hacking off arms. Um, and there's the old lady at the Marble Inn who I think is maybe the best character in the movie. Oh, she was so funny, especially after she was a little tipsy. Oh, she, you know, yeah, that was that was a very funny scene. I loved her whole thing because they go there and and she and and, they're, and the people are trying to order food. She's like, well, no, we don't have any of that stuff. All I have is I think she said like I have fried rice and I have I have fried I have, egg and rice something. Like I have fried egg, egg fried rice and fried egg rice. That was it. She just switched the words around. It's the same thing, lady. And uh, and then and then you know it was obviously terrible fried rice. Um, and there were rats in the place. And uh, you know, but but there's clearly more going on with her character. But then she has the interaction with um uh with Chang not Chang Chang the um uh. Uh, Ting's uh, brother and uh, and like you said they get a little bit tipsy and she kind of gives some of the backstory of Lord Chu but she's very she's a very charming old lady and uh, and, and it's just it's it's like a she's just so eccentric and and and, and you see a lot of this like Gu Long is is I he, he it's almost like a stock character he has these 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 funny old ladies in his uh, in his stories and this one just really for me is one of the better ones 
Yeah, I really liked her, especially um, when she got tipsy and she was explaining the backstories and um, the interesting characters of the Stormy Mountain. I loved their names, the gods, the God of Darts. Oh yeah, the um, Woo was God of Darts, Woo of One Thousand Hands. Yeah, Um, Lady Lou. She was she was funny. Um, She was very flirty and deadly. Yeah, I uh, liked her a lot. I liked her a lot because she had that. Th- there's this mannerism they do when they're trying to be flirty that uh-huh. is very specific and I think very hard to do. And and she and she did it very well because it, it's 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 almost like a like the timing is very important and the and it's got like a dose of comedy to it. Um, and and her inter her whole thing with Jackie Chan's character where he had killed her her lover and she was like, now I want you to get me a new lover. And she kind of starts flirting with him, then she attacks him, and, and it, it was a great scene. I, I agree. Um, I like the scholar and the fake fake monk, and the old wolf. Is that the wolf, the wolf character that was killed first, or was that the second one? Be- because he said, "Is you killed my brother, the Iron Wolf?" But I don't. I don't oh. I see what you're saying. I, I assume that the wolf they mentioned at the beginning was the one that was killed first, but that's a good point. Maybe it was the um, the second one, the brother. Um, I hadn't thought of that. So I, I don't know. Uh, I just always assumed it was the first one and that it was, you know, they were just kind of messing with the, 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 the subtitle wasn't terribly consistent. Right. But I was... I, but I think you might be right. Used by that... Um... I wasn't sure. And then Lord Chu, obviously. Yeah, Lord Chu is quite an interesting fellow. Um, and very complicated, given the premise of the Oh, movie. yes. You know, the I whole... Think... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The whole sedan chair thing. Yeah, so, so for the... the very beginning, when they go... Um, when Lady Nan hires Ting to guard the sedan chair... Something was suspicious about the sedan chair to begin with when they carried it out of the house. Really, people usually don't carry sedan chairs in and out of buildings. So that was pretty odd. So I was wondering what was inside. I didn't believe it was a sick younger brother at all from the beginning. And I think that kind of bothered me. Okay. Um, that I just, I might guess my first thought was gold. Or some kind of large sum of money. And if they were going through these stormy mountains, they were going to be robbed. And that's why they needed Ting. Um, I didn't buy the ploy of the sick younger brother from the beginning. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I hadn't seen this in so long that I couldn't remember what was in the sedan chair. I mean, I knew there was some kind of plot twist, but I couldn't remember what it was. And so uh, it was a delightful surprise to, to, when, when, I, when I got to the end. Um, yes, that was it was a delightful surprise. I enjoyed that. I love plot twists. I did not see that coming at all. Well, and two, I think it's it's one that like if you think too hard about it, I think you might you know, might find some holes because I, I have noticed that with a lot of Gulong stuff. But you're not really I don't think you're really meant to to overanalyze them. But it's just it's just such a great you know the and I like the way they sort of lay the groundwork for everything in the beginning like like everybody's kind of being a little bit deceptive and even including the Jackie Chan character right because you don't you don't go on a journey like this for no money there's 
a very specific reason why you're going to go. And if you're going to go for um, go for no money, then there's. I was thinking there was some kind of revenge aspect to it that he was trying to avenge someone from his past. That was my original thought. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and well, they definitely, they definitely, you get the sense right from the beginning that there is sort of something not quite right about about both him sort of agreeing to do it for no money, and the way, and and just the whole arrangement in general, and then the fact that you know he he bumps into his brother along the way, you know, and it's it, that's kind of super convenient, um, you know. So, so I thought I thought that uh, you know. That, that that stuff was all kind of nicely uh, played out over the course of the movie, um, and and also the character, um, I I think it was, uh, um, uh, I think his name was Chang, the uh, the character played by uh, Lung Xiao Lung, um, that I thought he was really great in the fight scenes. Um, I love. Oh, I, he was excellent. I liked yeah. his kicking. Yeah, his kicking was really good, and 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 I should mention this was I think the action choreography was. By Jackie Chan in this, it was, uh, yeah. and so uh, you know, and again, it's not what I mean. This is 1978. This is before Snake and the Eagle Shadow, and it's not exactly what people might expect from Jackie Chan. But it's it's worth checking out if you want to get a sense of some of the earlier work, and and uh, and under you know Low Way's direction, he's a it's a little bit more of a um, of a serious kind of film, more of like a traditional wuxia. In fact, I thought this one, like, this one looked really traditional in a lot of ways. Like, the costuming and everything right. really had that classic wuxia look to it. The and women the, all had capes. The print and did not do the costuming justice. You can tell that they were more vibrant than what you could see in the movie. That's what I was wondering about the whole time I was watching it. Because anytime you get a faded movie like this, you, you really don't know. The costuming is so important in these movies. And the color coordination is so important. And you don't know how much you're missing out on when the colors fade. Um, and, and so I, I really was curious about that. Like what, like when I was looking at, I think the, um, the, the Wang Ping character, Lady Nan, I think she had like a pink outfit, if I remember. Um, or her sisters had pink outfits or something. But I remember looking at that and being like, I wonder what that's supposed to look like, you know, next to this guy in the blue robe. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know that there's something going on there that, that maybe was supposed to look sharp on the screen, but because it's so faded, it just, it doesn't. Uh, it would be interesting if they, if they really restored this movie, what it would look like. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is like a restored version out there, but I've, I haven't seen it. Um, I would love to see a restored version. Yeah, that's, I mean, it makes a big difference. I remember I used to be, um, uh, like, I was a, uh, there's a movie called um, A Touch of Zen and another movie by the same director called Dragon Gate Inn. And and both of the, both of them, for years, I had copies that, like, just, you know, looked very faded. And, uh, you know, I I just had to kind of guess at what they were supposed to look like. And then I got the restored, like they they put out some very recent restored versions Mm -hmm. and it was night and day though. It was just a night and day experience because you're, when it's faded, you kind of, you either use your imagination or you just assume it looks like it's meant to look like crap. Right. And it's not, I think it's not fair to do, you know, to assume it's meant to look like crap because when it was made, that's probably not what it looked like. So um, so yeah, so I thought, I thought that was, uh, I was really curious about the colors and what, what they would all kind of look like if they were more vibrant. Cause I did get the sense that there was more going on than it, 
and and the same with the cinematography there's a lot of really great shots of mountains and landscape and everything like that and it's all really well composed but because it's so faded right it, it, you don't get to see the true beauty of the natural surroundings that we that we're in and i'm beginning to um really appreciate the natural beauty of the land in these movies yeah, and this and this was when I thought they did. I mean, because they were quite a few sh extended shots of like you know mountain valleys and things like that that um, that seemed like they were you know they were they weren't done for no reason. Um, but uh, but yeah, so um, but in terms of in terms of the thing like like I said, you know, I'm always kind of torn about this movie, and I I think part of it too is just the fact that it's it's um, I don't know like the the action choreography is good the the fight sequences are mostly all really great and and it's got a you know a robust cast of interesting characters um and i i, I think it just it just i just never quite uh feel like i like i immediately want to go back back to it it's a it's maybe a little bit slow or something i don't know what it is um and but once i do get into it i find that i'm you know i'm fine watching it i enjoy myself um i think but, it's and pacing has a little bit to do with it for me too. I think I could have done a little bit less of the walking through the the hills when the song was playing about mm -hmm. the different characters. I think I could have done with a little less of that and had maybe a little bit more action somewhere. But overall, it is a good movie. It's okay. just a little slow pace. See, that's that's interesting because for me, the parts that actually engage me really quickly are the parts where they're singing and doing that. Um, I, I get, I'm very susceptible, I think, to to, to musical suggestion in these movies, <laughs> and so so the, so those moments, that's what kind of gets me keyed up to want to really continue watching the movie. Um, but yeah, I think something about the pacing still feel like there there's i don't know maybe just the way that the film is structured or something i just uh i, I there, there are moments in the movie where i sort of find myself saying can we get to the next scene or can we do you know what i mean that's that's sort of the parts that maybe bog it down for me but then it does have these great moments like we were saying like the lady lao moment and the and the and the old woman at the at the marble inn and um you know in the and the final battle and you know just and 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 there were you know and and the skinning scenes i think are spectacular the the i think it's really interesting that one of the main heroes is skinning people alive that's like a it's a really terrible thing to do to people um and he's and he's a hero and right. uh, and and i know he's, he's limiting it anyway. i'm i'm sorry but he's doing it anyway and but he's only doing it to bad people so that makes it even the more heroic. Yeah, no, he, I, I, I realize he's limiting. I'm finding it more interesting than anything else. But he, and I, and, and he does limit himself to bad guys. But it's, it's really gruesome what he does. He, he slices their faces off, and, and, and it's like the, it's like the, you know, the, that's like the, the, they sort of put that right in front of the camera. So you, you know, it's not like, uh, it's not hinted at. It's very clearly shown. Right. Um, and and he he's a pretty bloodthirsty guy, and I feel like I feel like he's he's maybe a killer who is just sublimating all this all this uh, all this rage and directing it at the bad guys. Um, but as but as an interesting character for that reason, and I think it uh um you know it's it's it, it the thing I like about it, and the thing I always like about Gu Long is you know the the heroes sometimes are a little more complicated. They're not just you know 
nice heroes who 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 don't lie, cheat, or steal. Sometimes they have bad habits or or they're or, flawed like normal people are. Yeah, and so you know, and 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 sometimes in really excessive, over the top ways, like they like to skin people's faces off, and and uh, and so you know, I, I, again, I I thought he was an interesting character. He's kind of bossy. You know what I mean? He he sort of pushes the he, he sort of takes control of the mission once he gets yeah, brought into he, it. Yeah, everybody all these rules that they must follow. Yeah, and he said he'd skin them alive. If they, yeah, he said you know don't follow those rules, I'll skin you alive. So he's a you know he's a you know pretty serious guy. Um, but um, and obviously Jackie Chan is in it, and his performance is 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 quite good. Um, but again, it's not the kind of performance you might expect from Jackie Chan. There's not as much humor in it. There's, you know, definitely not the level of slapstick. Um, no, it's very serious and very traditional, like you said before. Even though they do Ting and Chang, the deaf um, brother, um, they play off of each other very well. I like their interactions with each other. I, well, I like that he uses his fists and and Chang uses his feet, and, right? And, and and like and you know and 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 I, I I and the thing is I think Chang is he's kind of the comic relief in the movie more than like Jackie Chan's. Uh, I mean, his character is not as severe as the older brother, but he's you know he's still kind of a serious. He's the character. middle brother, yeah. so he's kind of in between the two. Yeah, and he's and he's a little bit playful and flirty at times, but that's about it. He doesn't get into the Jackie Chan territory that you generally would expect, and um, and the Chang character is much more comedic, I think, in this movie. Um, but uh, but again, I just it's a um, you know it's 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 nineteen seventy eight, so it's 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 fairly early in his career. I remember, I think I read somewhere that he wasn't very happy with how this movie came out, or or, or that. It, as happy as he could have been. And I think he felt that the director might've been limiting some of his creative options. Um, that's what I read at least somewhere. But, um, but I, you know, again, in, 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 in Kung Fu and Wuxia movie circles, you, you sometimes encounter a lot of information that then ends up not being true. um, Yeah. Um, but it was a pretty reliable source that I remember. Um, but yeah, so and and the and the plot twist at the end that was pretty, uh, you know, that was a pretty spectacular plot twist. Um, I, I I I I guess we don't have to spoil it for people, but 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 I will say it's a, it, it 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 um it definitely it it definitely gets like ten points for creativity. I think exactly. Um, I just want to say that. Whatever or whoever you think is in the the sedan chair probably isn't what's in the sedan chair. Yeah, and, and we should, probably should mention that that the that throughout the whole movie they're 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 escorting the woman's sick brother in the sedan chair, who who you believe to be the sick brother in the sedan chair, and and so it's a constant thing in the film, but you never really see who's inside there. And even at one point, the characters start to suspect that there's no one in there, and then as soon as they start suspecting that. Somebody sticks his hand out of it and is like, ah, please give me my medicine. Um, but there's something not quite right about the way he's acting. Even You know what I mean? The, you know something's going on there. And, right. And they so, do things with the sedan chair that normally aren't done. You usually don't carry them in, in and out of buildings. Usually people get out of the sedan chair outside and walk into the building. But they took the whole thing 
into the hotel, which was kind of strange, which really piqued their interest. And when they first see the sedan chair, they're carrying it outside of the house. And and he's got the whole thing, too, where the, the sister is saying, Wang Pink's character is saying that, um, you know, he has to be in the sedan chair because if he gets exposed to a breeze, he'll he'll die, apparently. Um, so it's a very, you know, it's a very suspicious sort of setup. Um, but uh, but I guess also there's also that great scene in the middle of the movie where uh, where they go to the, the, the sort of fake temple and they get trapped. Oh, yeah. With the 18 um, monks. Yeah. That was really cool. I think that's one of the most memorable scenes in the movie. That's the one that I, that this one that always sticks in my mind that I remember. Uh, and you know, there's like the, there's like all that like foggy poison that gets spewed into the room. And it's it, it just, you know, and the, and the way that the monks, the monks, when they go in, they're all standing up on little podiums or something like they're statues and then they right. spring into action. And so, you know, I just, I just like that. I like that scene. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, an ingenious idea to have them pose as the statues. And then the one character figures out that they're not the right monk statues because of the types of weapons that they have weren't the types that the supposed monks of that temple would use. Yeah, and I think, was that, that the Chang cool. character that figured that out? Yeah, yeah, Ting figured that out. Okay. And Chang had noticed that, the statues, but then Ting noticed the weapons. Oh, okay. All right. I think I got it mixed up. And then the older brother figured it was a, a trap, but it was too late by then. And, and speaking of like consistency things, one thing that I noticed in this movie, this time that I was watching it, given what you know, by the end of it, um, when you see the, the twin swords, the two sisters that I think the two sisters dressed in pink, um, mm-hmm. When they jump into that 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 canyon to save the people that have been that they think have been attacked by the bandits, they're clearly doing it out of a sense of righteousness and wanting to do good. Do you know what I mean there's no, there's no other reason why they would just jump in there and do that? I think, um, and so it kind of when you consider what happens later, it puts all sorts of questions in my head, um, you know about about uh, you know who who deserves t- to be a to, to, to be attacked by the heroes in this movie and who deserves to, um, you know, and, and who, and who's really sort of, uh, genuine. Um, but again, I can't, I can't get into specifics without spoiling it, but I thought that right. moment, you know, and I had questions too. my second time watching it because of what you learn at the end, the interactions of the three, the three sisters with any of the, um, the evil characters. When I watched it the second time, I wanted to see if there were any, any hints to give anything away, but I, I didn't see any. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no, that, that's kind of what I was saying. It was almost like the opposite. Like rather than, rather than being hints to give it away, there were signs that, that it wasn't the case. Do you know what I mean? Um, That's why it was completely unexpected. What happens at the end. And I mean, there were a few places where some suspicious things happened, but it just wasn't those, those sisters never did, did anything to, to tip you off. Um, and a few other characters didn't, you know, in the scene at the Marble Inn, I think, um, you know, there, there are quite a few clues as to what's going on. And, um, and, and again, as we said before, the very beginning, the whole setup is kind of suspicious. Um, but, but yeah, I, 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 I think that the, uh, 
the the fight scenes in this are all solid. There's there's you know there, there was like one fight scene that had a few things that maybe kind of bothered me, but that's that's being really picky, and uh, you know and 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 all the physical performances were quite good, especially you know Jackie Chan and um, and uh, Lung Shaolung. Uh, you know they they you know they, they, they their physicality was so apparent in this movie. Um, and, 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 and I, and I, and I like the fight scene too, with, uh, Lady Lou, the, uh, the one at the, at the inn run by the businessman. Um, mm-hmm. I like that fight too, but what I didn't like was that you could obviously tell that she was doubled. Oh yeah. The, sometimes that, that does bothers because, me. Yeah. I, I guess I, I, I but not mu- that much that I would hate the movie or anything, but yeah. yeah and I'm not familiar enough with that actress to know what her uh you know you know uh like what her physical performance level would have been but but yeah i do i think you're right there and i think she was kind of more her character the thing that sold her was more the the flirt the flirty uh you know mannerisms that she was able to pull off right um you know i thought that was all very that was like you know that that was a very sort of charming performance but yeah when when you can see the body doubles it does kind of um, it, my my rule of thumb is if it's something where i don't feel like the actor needs to be doing that like even in um enter the dragon there's that scene where bruce lee does the backflip and it's mm-hmm. not really bruce lee it's some body double doing the backflip um if it's something that's that that's that's a pretty incredible feat um i i wouldn't expect it uh, and I don't mind the body double, but if it's if it's basic fighting stuff, I'd kind of like it to be the actor if possible. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, uh, I, I mean you know, but most of, but but I think overall the the fight the fight sequences were were quite solid, um, and uh, I didn't really have any complaints except for like a couple of minor points, um, and I kind of liked it the in the the final big battle a lot of important characters are being killed but it's it's almost difficult to even notice because there's so much going on and right. and i think that's one of the cool things about the final battle is you can watch that final battle like eight times and still f- see new things that you didn't see the first time around um so that's that's always a pretty cool thing it can be a little confusing but it it does it does uh i don't know it does um it does keep your interest but it was shot well, like the final scene in Shaolin Temple where there are all those little fights going on and everybody's going into it. And it is hard to follow, but it's shot very well. So it doesn't matter if it's hard to follow because every time you watch it, you watch a different fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it definitely. It's like uh, it's like it's like there are individual battles going on in there that you can sort of pick up on depending on where you focus your attention. And, and that's what's, I, I like that. I like that. Um, but also that, that whole, there's that scene when they first get to his fortress before the battle even starts, where they slowly kind of build up the court. Do you know what I mean? Like they go in and it's like empty. And then, if, and then people start filtering in and then mm-hmm. drapes start getting pulled back and it just becomes this really See stately court. What was that? A sea of people. There were so many people that you didn't, realize would fit in there were there it was just like you said it went from nothing to full 
pretty yeah. quickly. And there's this courtly procession that just it just I, I find that scene very remarkable the way that they pulled that off, um, and it also kind of, I don't know I just I, I love that it just sort of slowly unveils the court to like literally those drapes keep getting pulled, pulled back, back until you see the 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 dais and it, I it's just a, it's a it's just a really great transformation of the room, um, and I, I I think it's something that it's easy to overlook but. I think that that looks like it was probably pretty hard to coordinate. Um, and yeah, so I don't know the, uh, the, um, the, the I, I'm trying to remember if we covered uh, uh, all of these details, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. What's your favorite aspect of the movie and what's your least favorite aspect of the movie, I guess. My favorite were the characters and um, how eccentric they were and how even though they were good and bad, they were human. There was no one that was really monstrous, like something completely over the top evil mm -hmm. and no one that was all the way to the other side, completely sweet and innocent and heroic. Everybody... Uh, even the the heroes had their flaws and their reasons for doing what they did. You know, the skinning, that was kind of weird. My least favorite, I guess, was the inconsistencies with little things that I found, like um, Chang's character being deaf and able to read lips, but he was reading lips from, like, way too far away. And he could speak perfectly. I don't know many deaf people that could speak that perfectly. Yeah, that was. So. Yeah, he, he he could speak very well. That though though I guess maybe it wasn't. It was su subtitled, so maybe I just wasn't hearing how it's supposed to. You know, like uh, supposed to be. But um, but yeah, I would agree. So that made me wonder if he was born deaf or if he had become deaf later in life. I mean, I, I would think he had become deaf later in life based on the way the character was done, but but I suppose who knows. Um, my uh, my my favorite thing was definitely the old lady at the Marpo Inn. Um, that was, I thought she was fabulous. Um, she uh, the actress who played her, I think I think her name is Lao Ming, and she she just really pulled that off wonderfully. I've seen a lot of eccentric old ladies in movies, and that's. It's one of the one of the better ones, um, and, and I also really liked uh, the 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 older brother character. I think his name was uh, Tang Wu Yi or something. Um, he was, uh, you know, just in terms of his his his, uh, his his eccentric personality that he skinned people alive, and 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 he was kind of a more robust martial hero, um, which I don't know. It gave him an interesting presence. Um, but uh, but again, and my least favorite would be that I found myself occasionally wanting things to be paced differently, or maybe the scenes to go in different directions, or something. I just there were there were there were I think I think a lot of it had to do with that that Death Valley section of the movie. Something about mm -hmm. that kind of dragged a little bit for me, um, and uh, and 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 of course the graininess. But that's not the fault of the filmmakers. That just means that, you know the film just hasn't been well preserved. Preserved well. Yeah. Um, and I liked the music. I thought the music was was wonderful. Um, 
I thought the music was odd. You thought it was odd? Yeah, I, I really liked it. I mean, I have unusual taste in music. I think I think most people would share your opinion. I don't think that most people are going to... In fact, it's probably wise for me to, to, to suggest to people that they, they probably won't share my opinion because I don't want them watching the movie and go, what was Brendan talking about? This 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 music is not is not as stellar as he suggested. But I... I uh, I, I like that kind of triumphal style music that they they often have with sort of the uh, it's almost it almost had like a galloping beat and uh, I don't know it just really got me you know interested. I like that too. That was the part the that was the music that I did like. I like the traditional and even though it was kind of western, it was it fit perfectly with the movie. But mm. the Star Wars movie. <laughs> Um, kind of, you know, threw me for a loop, and I was always expecting something like from Star Wars to come through, whether it was Star Stormtroopers or Darth Vader or a lightsaber fight or something was well, going to come get through. So it definitely is jarring. I'm not going to lie about that. It's definitely a jarring thing to sort of hear the Star Wars music, and then uh, you know you're not picture because it's so it's so embedded in us. Just if you know, if you grew up, if you grew up in America, I think you just know that that's the Star Wars music, and you and you and you imagine Star Wars when you hear it, and and it's it's uh, so so yeah. When you when you hear that, it definitely takes. I think it can take you out of the movie a little bit, um, but I don't know something about it. I just I once I kind of like stopped worrying about that. I. I found myself really liking the use of that music, um, uh, and and I and I you know and it's a kind of genre where they they pull music from all kinds of movies, so, um, but yeah, but it's definitely an unusual thing. I, I think there's no there's no debating that. Um, it's 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 quite it's quite a quirky quite a quirky soundtrack, um, but yeah, so. I'm trying to think of what else. Do you have any any additional thoughts on the film? It was it was a good film. I liked the storyline and the plot and everything. It was just a little unbalanced for me. Like you said, you can't figure out if you like it or you don't like it. So um, it was just a little unbalanced. I really, usually really like something or I don't like it at all. And this is one of the very few films that's kind of in the middle territory for me where I'm not exactly sure. I made a list of things I liked and didn't like, and they were, like, pretty dead even. Okay, and yeah. that's unusual for me. Yeah, I, I do think it is kind of a middle-of-the-road type of movie in that respect. I, 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 would, I mean, I would agree. Um, I, I think it has a... And that's why I'm saying I'm always torn, because some of the things that are nice about it are quite nice, but... You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't quite, you know, it's, it's not like the first Jackie Chan movie you would recommend to somebody. It's not the first no, movie not. you would recommend to somebody. Um, it kind of has a special place for me because it was one of the earlier ones that I saw. But, um, but even then when I, I remember when I first saw it, I, it was a terrible copy and the, uh, uh, and, and it didn't, it, it you know, it, it didn't impress me the way like the bride with white hair did or the way that um, One-Armed Swordsman did, or, you know, like any of these movies that really have a big impact on you. This one, it felt like it could have been a lot better. Um, but it still had some nice things. Uh, and, 
and again i think it's you know it's it's nice to see because it's an early jackie chan and it kind of gives you a sense of uh you know of, of what he was like prior to getting bigger um and also in a genre that you don't always see him in sort of that right that really that real sort of cl- like we said it's like a classic wuxia type scenario with with the wuxia costuming I, I found myself really sort of not being able to get over that this time. How, like, again, the, the costuming, it was like with the capes and all the stuff. that It just looked very, very like almost 1966 Shaw Brothers vibe with the, with the costumes. Um, I agree with that. And I think part of it, too, was that the costuming wasn't as vibrant as it could have been because of the the graininess of the film and it, you know, not being well preserved. So it kind of did give it an older, older feel to it. Mm. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. And I, and I, and I, I do, I do. And I like those old costumes, but I, but I think when they they always look better when, when it's preserved well, right. If it's not, then you kind of, you know, cause I've seen movies that have, you know, when I first saw them, I saw the bit poorly done, like the, poorly preserved versions and then later i might see one that's better preserved and the difference really is striking um but but yeah the 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 costume is they're, they're very they're very particular and and the and the and, and even the character the, the you know the the um the the sort of mannerisms of some of the characters like the two the twin swords had a very old-fashioned uh mannerism in my mind for the for the genre um so i you know it was it, it 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 just kind of had a sort of classic old style, but I mean you know Lo Lo Wei made a lot of like the you know he made a lot of those late sixties wuxia movies. A lot of them are right. really good. Um, you know I mean I know a lot of people associate him with um, like Fist of Fury and The Big Boss and stuff like that, but but he also made Dragon Swamp and, and films like you know he made some really great uh, uh, you know classic movies with with people like Cheng Pei Pei, um, but. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, uh, you know, th- this this movie, I think, um, uh, it's it's definitely something that I would say if you've been watching these kind of movies for a while, it might be a good thing to go check out. But I wouldn't rush out and say you got to see this, and it wouldn't be my introduction to the genre at all. I wouldn't. I would no. If I'd watched this yeah. movie first, I probably would not have gone back and watched something else i'm glad i saw something <laughs> like um what was your first wuxia movie out of curiosity or do you even remember it's a very hard thing to recall sometimes yeah um my first martial arts film was what i was not sure which one i saw first shaolin temple five deadly masters or boxers rebellion one of those three was the very very first martial arts film that I saw and I don't know which one I saw first but I knew it was we had black belt theater at noon oh, yeah. on Saturdays yeah. and then they would repeat it again at midnight and I wasn't allowed to watch it at noon so I would have to sneak out of my bed and watch it at midnight okay okay well that's the, the um yeah, that, do they still do that, or is that done? The um, I think that's pretty much done. Like done. you get channels like El Rey. We don't get that day. here. 
We don't get that. I've been. I don't either. Yeah, it's so upsetting because I see everybody say, "Oh, on El Ray tonight, they're gonna play this," and I can't, I can't do anything about it. Um, it must be a like a midwestern or southern kind of thing because I don't think anybody on the East Coast gets it. Not well, that I know. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if there's more of an audience for it in in that part of the country than here. Um, it really wouldn't surprise me. Um, but uh, I know I know when I was out. In California, there were like karate schools everywhere and kung fu schools and martial arts all over the place. And it wasn't as prevalent over here uh, when I was a kid. Um, but but yeah, I don't I don't know what my first my first um, uh, uh, wuxia movie was. It was I'm really not sure. It's it's a hard it's a hard one to say. Um, I know the, the first martial arts movie I ever like became aware of i don't know the name of it but i know it was one of those bruce lee knockoff movies like the ones with like the guys that had different spellings of bruce lee's uh-huh. name. because i remember all the kids talking I remember about those. Bruce, lee, bruce lee and then my mom was like oh they're gonna have a bruce lee movie on tonight and i remember seeing it and the guy that was supposed to be like bruce lee had a weird mustache and it it didn't it didn't look at all like anything i you know it, it was a complete disappointment and I, I, I don't think I'd even seen a, you know, Bruce Lee before at that point because like I said it was my first uh, martial arts movie. But, um, but I know it was that kind of a movie. And I was very young. But I just remember, I remember there was a scene where some guy was getting choked on a beach, if I recall. Um, hmm. But I, I'd really be, if I could find that movie, I'd love to review it because it's been, it's been almost 30 years, I think. <laughs> um, I was very young. But, uh but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I suppose my, my first Wuxia movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but uh, but I do know that, that, that this movie was one of the earlier types of films like this that I had seen. And one of the, one of the earlier um, Chan movies I had seen. Um, but... Uh, but I don't think the, um, but I, 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 it didn't, it didn't, it didn't dissuade me. Um, but it's just not a, uh, it's just not a stellar movie, I think. Definitely not a classic, not something that you would recommend right off the bat to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. So it's, it's, we're going on 45 minutes and so I'll probably end it here, but, um, uh, we're we're going to hopefully we're going to be back and talk about police story. I know that's one that we want to get into. We're going to try to do a few Jackie Chan movies, I think. And uh and uh you know, so we should be back next week with a, with another episode. And uh and until then we'll talk to you later.